It's official. Thousands of writers are now on strike, bringing Hollywood to a halt. And if you remember from last time, this could drag on for a while. Tia Ewing is in Studio 32 with the latest. Tia. Well, Don and Corey, the longest strike was in 1988 and it lasted for 153 days. And let's talk locally. The shy Chicago Fire, Med and PD, all shot right here in Chicago, aren't being impacted by the strike. But you may be watching reruns if you like late night TV. Writers picketing outside of Netflix. The Writers Guild of America says the biggest issue remains streaming content, claiming despite record profits, writers make less money and work under strained conditions. How we're paid for the content we create that earns these companies billions, $30 billion a year in profit every year. Um, all we're asking for is a reasonable cut of that so that our members can pay their rent, buy a house, raise a family. Late night shows at ABC, NBC and Comedy Central will begin airing reruns immediately. Your favorite soap operas will be next to halt production, followed by some film sets. A longer walkout could disrupt shooting this summer for the fall schedule and potentially put thousands out of work. Streaming series are half the length. They're typically 10 episodes of a network series, but more writers are drawn into the system because there are more series. So you have more writers, but less work for them to do. There's a basic mismatch in the labor market. The Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, the trade association that bargains on behalf of studios and production companies said it presented an offer with quote generous increases in compensation for writers as well as improvements in streaming residuals. Hopefully both sides can come together because it affects a lot more people than just the writers in the studios. Contracts for both the Directors Guild of America and SAG-AFTRA, the Actors Union, expire in June, meaning the writer's strike could just be in the beginning stages. Don, I'll send it back to you. All right, Tia, thank you. Hey, welcome back to Inside Four Walls. Now, there's a good old motto. Some people say those who don't know history are doomed to repeat it. Now, I would argue the counter is history doesn't repeat itself. It rhymes. And like we saw in 1988, 1996, uh, what's his name? It was in Taxi. Uh, Fallon. Fallon. Conan. All these guys. Their shows have been put on immediate hiatus. Don't know how long, because negotiations fell through between these, you and I hate unions, and we're going to get into that too while we're going through this article. It's so good. I love this because both sides are unhappy. I don't like unions and I don't... First off, on one hand, all these major news outlets are just collapsing. These corporatist fucking mouthpieces are just caving in on themselves and... Praise Jesus. I do love it so. And on the other hand, that you have these jesters. The king's jesters going on dancing to distract the people from how bad things are. They're also being shut down... Not just them, a bunch of these other like just meaningless fucking Netflix shows that no one's really watching, or the people who do watch it are creepy. Like, if you watch Big Mouth, unsubscribe, please. You're weird. 
But let's get into this because it's a full shutdown. And I love to see this because mouthpieces left, right, and center. Like I said, news establishment mouthpieces are shutting down. And so are these little fucking cackling jesters. These pawns for the establishment. These nighttime scripted talk shows. And you want to know how you know they're scripted? These guys, right? Jimmy Kimmel, Fallon, Conan, all these guys. Myers. They're supposed to be comedians, right? But they can't do their show unless someone else is writing their fucking jokes. That's pathetic. And that goes to tell you, they are actors, not comedians. Fallon, Colbert, Kimmel, and Myers forced to shut down productions as thousands of Hollywood writers strike for first time in 15 years by Allie Griffin, May 2nd, 2023. And it was updated. Let's see what's going on in the video. Ah, it's just audio. Moving on. Thousands of film and writer, uh, thousands of film and TV writers, are headed to the picket line Tuesday to fight for pay increases and other benefits, forcing all four of the major late-night shows to halt productions. The Writers Guild of America (WGA) announced that its 11,500 screenwriter members in California, New York, and other cities will refuse to work after the union and studios failed to agree on a new three-year contract after their current one year expired just after midnight. Yeah, buddy. Uh, fuck you. And also, fuck the... Don't get me wrong. Fuck your bosses while I'm at it. The thing I don't like about this, right? A lot of these a lot of these union guys, they don't give a fuck. They just show up and go to work. And then they're like, oh, what, we're picketing today? Oh, we're protesting? What's wrong? Oh, oh, okay. And then they just show up and fucking... Now, there are some who have genuine gripes. Now, I'm all for, like, if... Like, like back in the good old days, you had you and a bunch of co-workers, and you're like, you know what, this job sucks. We're all just going to bounce. All right, cool. Everyone with me? Cool, let's go. Then you just bounce. Now... You have this asshole, this greedy fuck who's sitting at the top of a corrupt po- uh, corrupt ladder they've built called... Uh, let's, look, I'm from the Maho area, which is like the Michigan, uh, Michigan, Ohio area. Because I bounce between the two constantly. So I'm from the Maho area. Now, the UAW is huge in Michigan and parts of Toledo. At least the parts of Toledo, I, uh, parts of like Toledo and Ohio that I go through. Perrysburg, some, I think there's... Anyway, moving on. But the UAW had a specific teamster outfit in Detroit that was very specifically corrupt. Uh, Jimmy Hoffa, look into him. Don't have time to go into the rabbit hole here. But all these unions are super duper fucking corrupt as far as I can tell. They take your money and they give you no real benefits for it whatsoever. You pay your dues and that's it. That's fucking it. I have a buddy of mine, he, uh, he works at, uh, I, I will not name, but he works at, at an automotive assembly line. He wasn't union, now with right to work, say, dead in Michigan, he has no choice, but he wasn't union, he was just busting ass, and he actually got chewed out by a decent handful of his co-workers who were all in the union saying that if you work that hard, homie, we're all gonna have to work that hard, union says we don't have to work harder than X, we don't have to work, we don't have to work harder than this. But if you keep working like that, boss is going to tell the union that we have to work like you. And that makes a problem for us. And same thing with this. Let's say you're in the union, but you don't have a problem with your work, in, with your work environment. Now, mind you, this is in three states. These are Netflix writers. We'll get into that, too. These are writers from TV, cable, Netflix, streaming services. These are writers from 
every angle of it. And they're mad that streaming services are making more and more money while they're making the same wages they used to. I have to tell you, you're doing the same amount of work. Servers cost money. There's a lot of cost that goes into running a streaming service, homie. And you're doing the same amount of work. That's kind of what it all boils down to with the union guys. Hey, Pinko, you're doing the same amount of work. I don't care if the company is making more money. Oh fucking well, so fucking be it. It's also going to be taxed out the ass anyway. Just because the company itself makes money doesn't necessarily mean the CEO is raking in all the cash. We seem to have this misconception where we think we see a company's net profit and we assume that that's what the CEO is taking home. CEO is not taking that home. CEO is taking home a large sum because they are running the ship. If you are running the company, you have more responsibilities and more tasks and more things you have to do on a daily basis than the average employee. So you get a bit more of the cake. Meanwhile, the government's also going to take a lot more of that cake from you anyway. So I really don't get what these fucking pinko pseudo-soshis really want to cry about, but I don't give a fuck about their Bolshevik bullshit. I really don't like unions. I have a deep-seated, ha- uh, not hatred, but disdain for it. Uh, I, I, I know people who are in the union who hate it. I know people who are in the unions who seem to love it, but when I ask people who hate it, they can go in all day about why they hate the union. I ask people who love the union why they're, why they're in the union, we have picnics. I shit you not. Well, there's some benefits. Like what? Well, you know, like, I can work five hours, but get paid eight hours. Oh. So if you work five hours, with the next three hours. Oh. Not my problem. And that's also another thing. It, it really creates the not my problem attitude amongst employees. Because, oh, well blah 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 it's all of our problem like it instantly goes from that rugged individualist to that our collectivist bullshit and by the way hey union guys how are how are how's the collective myocarditis across all your warehouses just asking you questions right now how many of your unions stood up and fought against the vaccine mandate saying that you should have the right to have bodily autonomy i'll wait what fucking none of them stood up for your rights to have bodily autonomy Ah, damn. But hey, I'll tell you what, union guy. When your boss comes and says, hey, vote for this guy, you're going to do it, aren't you? Now, not all union people. Like, again, I know people who are in union who fucking hate it. I just, they have, they have served their point in history in this country, and they need to fuck off. During the Great Depression, you know, centralized leaderships with individual workers within an America that was ran very differently, you know, the Constitution was a little bit more than a, uh, you know, a little dust collector on the bookshelf. Back then, the government worked differently, and people... It was a different country as a whole. So people collectivizing at work, saying, we're not going to do this anymore. Fine. It got us through, the, it got us through and out of the Great Depression when World War II did. So if you want to have that argument, that's also that argument. But... Actually, Windigoon. Not Windigoon. Um... Alternative History Hub has a great video all about uh, the Great Depression and World War II and the economy uh, being saved by a combination of both. It's an interesting video. If I can find it, I'll link it. That being said, let's just get right back into it. I got a little sidetracked. The Writers of America announced that as love and screenwriters. As a result, Jimmy Fallon's The Tonight Show, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Kimmel Live. And a late night with Seth, and Ma- with Seth Myers have all been shut down. 
Praise the Lord. The board of directors at WGA, who voted unanimously to call for Hollywood's first strike in 15 years, claimed that the leading companies have made it difficult for writers to hold down a steady job. Quote, companies' behaviors have created a gig economy inside a union workforce. Uh, wrong answer. That's the problem right there, homie. Again, I'm not a fan of these corporatist fucking mouthpieces. I don't like CBS. I don't like Netflix. I don't like Netflix airs fucking cuties and bullshit like that. I don't like Netflix. I don't like any of the things to do with Netflix. Now, what's interesting here is unions go into your workplace. This is what the, the union equivalent is to. It's like going into somebody's apartment. And you look around their apartment and you go, you know what? I really don't like your fucking apartment, so I'm going to rearrange it. And when they're like, no, you're not. You're like, yeah, I am. And I'm going to rearrange it because my five homies who have nothing to do with this situation all agree that we should rearrange your apartment. So we're going to rearrange your apartment. There's nothing you can do about it. It's ridiculous. Unions are laughable on their fucking face. Call for Hollywood's first strike in 15 years. I mean, I'm all for it. It stalls the whole process. Everything quits working, but at the same time... It's not a union workforce. It's whoever owns the fucking company's workforce. And if the company owner or board of directors, whoever the fuck owns it, whoever the big cheese is calling the shots, that's who runs the company. That's who owns the employees. If you don't like it, quit. Go wherever you want. That is your right. If you choose to remain an employee, you choose to work under these conditions. And the way you say you don't like these conditions is by... Say it with me, folks. Quitting. Fucking off. Taking your talents elsewhere. Because if you are good at your craft, guess what? You will find work. But if you're not good at your craft, guess you have to hone it or find a new skill. Sorry. It's kind of just how the them breaks fucking play out. But it's not the union's workforce. If the boss wants to hire people through through gig economy, like that's usually what I do. You know, like Uber, DoorDash, these kinds of apps are, are uh, gig economy. So this might be some kind of, kind of <clears throat> you know, hiring app temp service for this kind of line of work. Good. They found an effective way to employ people. And by the way, the people who do the temp slash gig economy thing, they have more vertical freedom going forward because they make their schedule. And these union guys are about to be really outnumbered because they all joined the union. Most of them were because they were like, oh, look, hey, bud, I'm in the union. You should join the union, too, man. We get donuts on Fridays. Fuck off. Absolutely fuck off. Quote, big gig economy side of a union workforce and their immovable stance in this negotiation has betrayed the commitment to further devaluing the profession of writing. I just hear the trumpet guy. Fuck you! I just hear that guy in the back of my head. The WGA said in a statement, quote, From their refusal to guarantee any level of weekly employment in episodic television to the creation of day rate hmm. in comedy variety to their stonewalling on the free work of screenwriters and AI, AI. Mm, okay, let's touch on that, homie. I was already thinking about this. 
and on AI for All Writers. They have closed the doors on their labor force and opened the door to willing, or opened the door to writing as an entirely freelance profession. Good, good. Fuck you. You don't deserve work because you can't have what? Can you not maintain a job on your fucking talent alone? You fucking whelp. Not to be a dick here, but is that the issue? You need a whole fucking gaggle of gooks behind you in order to make you fucking feel like a tough guy so you can keep your fucking job? Homie, if your talents alone don't make you fucking qualify for your job or you can't get, maintain your job alone or rise in the ranks on your talent or merit alone, then you have one or two options. Either look inside yourself and be like, is it me? If it's not you and it's just the company fucking stonewalling you, leave that company. Go elsewhere. When you talk to your new boss, be like, look, this is what happened at my last company. And as you can see, I left that company. And I'm here now. Well, James, it doesn't work. Well, you haven't tried it, apparently. Go try it. Next time you get a job, be like, look, you have some issues I have with my last boss. I want to just address them with you. Will there be an issue here? There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Now, at the same fucking time, AI, right? Oh, by the way. You're, compl you're complaining about them being f entirely freelance profession. Yeah. Freelancers. And here's another thing. If you were freelancers, you would keep more of your money. Because you wouldn't have union dues to pay. Dues that constantly fluctuate. And especially in an inflationary economy like this one where your money is basically meaningless anyway. Do you really want another group coming in and taking more of your fucking money and not representing you? How many of these guys you want to interview them could actually tell you why they're picketing? Like, in detail, and we'll have the answers for you. How many of them? And let's talk about this little AI thing here. AI. Wow, AI. AI can write whole shows and movies. Like, here, check this out. Like, we'll just watch this one real quick. And AI made every inch of this trailer. From the music, to all the art you see, to the motions and the animations. And AI made that. We're gonna watch this, and we're gonna talk a little bit about what this means. In a galaxy far, far away, prepare for a reboot like never before. This summer, Wes Anderson brings you a side of the Star Wars universe you've never seen before. The Galactic Menagerie. Join this ragtag crew of unlikely heroes as they navigate the absurdity of the cosmos, challenge the Empire, and redefine what it means to be a rebel. Our mission is simple. We steal the Emperor's artifact, save the galaxy, and maybe find ourselves along the way. For this mission, we'll need lightsaber, blaster, thermal detonator, paper airplanes, spare parts, and R2-D2. With a star-studded ensemble featuring the galaxy's most eccentric cast, the Galactic Menagerie is the most delightfully offbeat Star Wars adventure yet. Starring Timothy Chalamet, Scarlett Johansson, Edward Norton, Bill Murray, Jeff Goldblum, William Defoe, Adrian Brody, and Owen Wilson. Wow. Coming to theaters this time, <coughs> may the force be with you. Okay, so hear me out. We're at this point, right? And now you're thinking to yourself, well, oh, that's a fun little gimmick. That's entertaining. That's delightful. That's charming. That's <laughs> I think it's a little terrifying, personally speaking. But not as terrifying as these. Not quite. See, the issue with these, with these protesters right now is they're having a hard time getting the big picture because they're working with such a little screen, as my grandma would say in the nicest way imaginable. Now, AI wrote 
made the music, made the art, made the animation, made all every every bit of it. Even the voice was AI generated for that ad. And this particular channel, uh, there's a, quite a few AI. Uh, there's you know different AI movie trailers out there you can go watch. They all have the same function. And with that in mind, right? With that in mind, these writers go on strike. Guess what? Bitch, you get McDonald. You know what McDonald means? These fucking things. Remember when McDonald's employees started crying every other year about how we want we want eight dollars an hour. We want ten dollars an hour. We want fifteen. Eventually McDonald's replaced them. Now there's like bare minimum a handful of employees who this is their first job and they're not gonna bitch about what they gotta do. And they're underworking. These these kiosks take all your orders. Get them going. And the conveyor belt and everything in the back already start the cooking process. Humans do bare fucking minimum. They package up the food, and that's for now. McDonald's are really talking about rolling out equipments that can, uh, you know, cook the food, bag it up, tag it, and check you out. And you think that's bad? Amazon, for example. And then, you know, this is what I'm talking about right here, too. Not only do you have fast food joints that, that, that replace you with these little kiosk things, you even have stores that just skip it all together. Because who the fuck needs a cashier, right, folks? Have you seen this? Four years ago, we started to wonder. What would shopping look like if you could walk into a store, grab what you want, and just go? Uh, I've been to Portland, and I've also been to California, so I, I think I know exactly what it looks like. As long as it's under about $2,000, you're all set. What if we could weave the most advanced machine learning, computer vision, and AI into the very fabric of a store so you never have to wait in line? No lines, no checkouts, no registers. Welcome to Amazon Go. Use the Amazon Go app to enter. Then put away your phone and start shopping. It's really that simple. Take whatever you like. Anything you pick up is automatically added to your virtual cart. If you change your mind about that cupcake, just put it back. Our technology will update your virtual cart automatically. So how does it work? We use computer vision, deep learning algorithms, and center fusion, much like you'd find in self-driving cars. We call it Just Walk Out Technology. Once you've got everything you want, you can just go. When you leave, our Just Walk Out Technology adds up your virtual cart and charges your Amazon account. Your receipt is sent straight to the app, and you can keep going. Amazon Go. No That's line. interesting because I already have a, I already have a thing kind of like that where I don't use a card or anything to pay for. It's called a five finger discount, bitch. And no checkout. No, seriously. Now they have. I think they only have about fifteen of these locations since this is rolled out. But still, my point being is, if we already have AIs that can. You know, for example, write entire movie trailers. We already have, you know, entire scripts written. We have AIs writing entire, you know, fucking funny videos with Joe Biden, Obama, and Trump playing video games together and shit. These writers can and will be replaced by fucking machines. And going forward, all they'll need to do is hire a bare minimum of humans to read through what the machines type of, just to make sure it sounds more human, you know, a little bit more grammar, sense you know sentences make a little bit more sense so on and so forth and that's it that's fucking it and then you got like and if you, if you think i'm you think this is bad look at this even actors are replaceable look 
Bruce Willis made history as the first Hollywood star to sell the rights to allow a digital twin of himself to be created to use on screen. While the digital twin of Willis was created by a deep fake company, Deep Fake, uh, Deep Cake, to be used in advertisements for Russian telecom company Megafon. Deep Cake does not own, it, does, it says, goes on to say, does not own the likeness. But this is just one step away in a couple years. Oops, wrong story. In a couple, in a couple years from now, how much of this is going to be AI? AI is going to be one of those things right now. It's going to shake up the entire system. We're going to be all like scared, like what happened? What, what goes on here from here? And in ten years from now, we're going to be like, huh? Okay, well, you know, we've adjusted. TLDR: All these fucking yokels are replaceable. Every single fucking one of them. This little protest means nothing. Whereas if they would have gone individual, stayed independent, or gone as an independent contractor, they would have made more money. They wouldn't be as worried about not making as much money. Now, I'm not saying, if you know you deserve more money, act like it. If you can't get it, go somewhere and negotiate that. But you also, part of getting what you know you're worth is negotiating for what you're worth. It's a big part of it. Sound like a top G right now in a Bugatti. Quote, from the refusal to guarantee any level of weekly <clears throat> employment, episodic AI, freelance. Such a goofy fucking complaint. On the opposite side of the table, the trade association representing the major studios and production companies, the Alliance of Emotion Pictures and Television Producers, AMTP, AMPTP, said it offered writers generous increases in compensation as well as improvements in streaming in uh, streaming residuals. I absolutely believe them. And I norm I would never fucking say this. I would never say this. But I honestly believe them. We just are dealing with a particularly entitled, spoiled brat class of individuals. The alliance, which bargains on behalf of major players, said it was open to improving its offer, quote, but was unwilling to do so because of the magnitude of other proposals still on the table that the guild continues to insist upon. Remember when they were called the Film Actors Guild and they didn't like being called FAG? So they became the Screen Actors Guild and then they started being called SAG and then like all their fucking senior citizen employee members became geriatric. So everyone started saying SAG, referring to like the fucking jowls on them. And then they got mad about it again. Fucking pussies. An overwhelming majority of writers represented by WGA voted to authorize a strike with 98% in support and just 2% against. And those 2% who go to work, they're probably they're gonna get rewarded for going into work and continuing to work, but they're gonna get punished by the media who care to write about them. And they're gonna be punished by their fellow employees. Mind you, the same employees will be punishing them, saying, don't cross the picket line, man. Don't cross the line, man. Swear to God, bro. These same fucking people, right, are going to treat that employee like shit, dog them, harass them, and then turn around and be like, I'm doing this for for my coworkers, for my employees, and for my colleagues I stand with. Fuck you and everything you fake assholes stand for. Prove me wrong. I've never seen a reason to, to, to give any of these people the benefit of the doubt. And at the same time, I don't give the company the benefit of the doubt either. Now, I know I'm like, oh, well, I, they probably did fucking give them the negotiation. And I say that because these media companies are absolutely owned and pocketed by them. But now, 
it seems like they're telling these comp- telling these strikers to go kick fucking rocks. They're, they're like, we'll, we'll negotiate, but we already have some generous terms on the table, and you're refusing to talk about it. We don't know what these terms are. Maybe they're bullshit. Maybe they're dog shit. We don't know how bad these terms are or how good they are. We just don't. But at the same time, why aren't they talking about it? The last time Hollywood writers went on to strike was in 2007. I almost said 2007. The work stoppage lasted 100 days, and its effects reverberated beyond the movie and TV business. It did, I remember. A lot of movies got delayed. Today, streaming services have completely changed the industry, and WGA said the old system for how screenwriters are compensated, including for residuals, needs to complete, be completely revamped. But if you're doing the same amount of work, and the work you're doing is not tied to the distribution of these products, then shut the fuck up. I, I, I'm just so curious. Why, if you're not doing more work, why do you deserve more pay? Now, if you're doing the same amount of work, but you're doing your, your, your same amount of work extremely well, sure, ask about a raise. Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. I don't know. But you're the ones out here throwing a fit, and there's 2% of you who seem to be very happy with it. And my personal experience with union workers is it tends to be a little bit hive-mindish. And especially with how much of the left influences have always been steeped in it and how the modern day left is nothing more than a fucking parasitic yeast farting itself to death in a jar. Well, it doesn't seem like the collectivist nature has really gone out the window. Like, look at this guy. This guy right here. He looks like a fucking Simpsons character, doesn't he? He has the fucking Barney smile. <laughs> I'm in danger. Uh, serious streaming platform. Uh, let's see. The guild claims that showrunners, uh, showrunners for the series on streaming platforms, earn just forty-six percent of the pay that showrunners on broadcast series are paid, and no longer benefit from after-production compensation like syndication and international licensing. This seems like such a weird thing. Like, you don't you don't own the fucking intellectual property. Just because I work at Burger King and I make the Whopper doesn't mean I own the intellectual rights to the Whopper because I made the Whopper. Just because you drew Bart Simpson doesn't mean you own Bart Simpson. Just because you fucking produce a WGN doesn't mean you are WGN. Just because you produce for ABC doesn't mean you are ABC. You fucking goofball. You goober. Today, and complaining... And by the way, you take... You earn just 48%? You know that's just under half, right? That seems extremely fucking generous. Especially when you labor in the cost of... Equipment, building, rent, leasing, uh, employment, insurance, all the other things that are, are, are assumed in the net wealth... Or, or, or in the net profit that go into keeping the business up and afloat... The company is pocketing less than 50% of the income when you factor in all the expenses of running these companies. So it seems like you're a little, I don't know, man. You are just a few numbers off from 50% of the pay and you're demanding more? All right, tax the rich until they are rich no more, right? About half of the writers are being paid minimum rates, roughly 16% increased from 10 years ago. I don't believe in minimum wage laws. 
I don't think minimum wage laws should exist. Because let me ask you a question. Look, let's say there's there's a burger. There's two burger joints, right? One burger joint is paying you five dollars an hour. The other one's paying you ten dollars an hour. Which one are you going to choose? Ten dollars an hour. Bam! Right off the bat. Now, why are they charging $10 an hour? And why, why is one paying $10 an hour and the other one's paying five? Maybe five is a little bit more of a sloppier joint. The employer doesn't care so much. It's a baby's first job. Who knows? But that's the wages. So you choose where to work. Pay and what you do with your pay slash your money, what you do with your money is consent. You consent wherever your money goes. You consent to that company, its values, what it stands for and what it does because your money equals your consent. And if I have a company, it's like, oh, I'm treated like shit here, right? I'm making $6 an hour here, but I'm treated like shit. And there's this company over here paying me $4 an hour. You know, scratch that. Let's do a little bit more realistic, right? There's a company paying $10 an hour, and I'm treated like shit. And there's a company paying $8 an hour, and I'm treated like shit. But I'm a good employee. I can go to the $8 an hour job, lose that $2 an hour. It's going to suck dick for a minute. But busting ass and knowing that I'm a good employee, I can earn that money back. But you also have to be willing to have the conversation with your employer to ask for more pay. At the same time, I'm very grateful that all these talk show hosts are off the fucking air. Hallelujah. That probably means SNL will be gone and shut down too. Yes. Nice. Major fucking win. As the guy in We We Golf says, nice. I'm just not as sympathetic. Perhaps someone in the comments can make a, a great argument as to why these commies may have a point. The upfront pay has diminished, as well as a series, and uh, as well as series are no longer expected to fit into a 20-plus episode broadcast season, and often are produced as limited series or dumped after a season. The proliferation of so-called mini runes, mini runes, which is a smaller group of writers are hired to write out a general plot to show uh, of a show before it's approved for a full script have also worsened writers pay gaps from years earlier according to wg again get out of the union uh, the freelancers are making more money for the same job then why are you in the union why aren't you a fucking freelancer you fucking goober you absolute fucking buffoon! You fucking good dude! God damn, dog! These these are weird. But I'm not in the club. I want to be in the club. That's really what it is, right? Like these are people who got FOMO. They they were never in any clubs growing up, and now that they're in the union, or it's like my daddy was in the union, my daddy's daddy was in the union, and by God, I'm in the union, and I can't be in the union. Fucking god damn. Ah. Meanwhile, studios and production companies are facing budget crunch in order to turn a profit and have slashed hundreds of jobs as a result. And we've covered this. Netflix has cut thousands of jobs. Facebook has cut many thousands of jobs. Twitter, well, <laughs> Twitter doesn't count. Elon Musk was having a field day handing out pink slips. But my point stands. Media news and silicon valley have all had to do major layoffs thanks to the biden economy which is ironic because they pushed so hard to propagandize biden into the oval office and now biden's crashed the economy yeah you got what you fucking deserve jackasses now you're mad about it a strike has been seen as inevitable by many in the show business 
though it's unclear how long the walkout will last. Other workers within the industry such as set designers, light and studio techs, makeup artists, costume designers, and more are expected to be impacted as well as movie and TV sets turn dark. Many streaming services have been preparing for a strike with a library of shows on hand. <laughs> it, uh, its effects will first be seen by viewers on nighttime talk shows like The Late, late Night with Seth Meyers. And good riddance, wasn't he the guy from uh, The Weekend Report? On Friday's episode, Myers, a WGA member, said he supported the union's demands but warned viewers of what could be coming. Quote, it doesn't just affect the writers, it affects all of the incredible non-writing staff on the on these shows, he said. And it would be it would really be a miserable thing for people to have to go through, especially considering we're on the heels of an awful pandemic that affected not just business, but all of us. Yeah, fuck you. No sympathy. No sympathy. Every one of these assholes, especially this cunt right here with the vaccine, promoted the promoted fear-mongering fucking lapdog for the entirety of the big pharmaceutical industry in this country, celebrated the fascistic combining between government and corporate businesses when Pfizer, BioNTech, Moderna, Merck, AstraZeneca, so on and so forth, all paired up with the federal government, and then celebrated a forced medical procedure. Ne I feel like we got too comfortable with this, and we were letting it go. Never fucking forget the mandates. People are dying every day <clears throat> because they were forced to get vaccinated. Now, mind you, a lot of people cocked, didn't put up any fight, just surrendered to the vaccine, and even though they didn't want the vaccine, they said, well, you know, it's for my job, and those people, I hate to say it, man, but I'm not very sympathetic towards you. I have people in my life who got vaccinated because their friends made them do it, or because they were scared and they didn't know what to do at the time, or because they wanted to keep their job, or because it was simple, or because of peer pressure, so on and so forth. Now, if you got the vaccine because you genuinely wanted the vaccine, not because anyone told you, but because you wanted it, or because your doctor told you to get it, and you got fucked over by it, I am genuinely sorry for you. My heart does break for you, but if you're in the camp of people who traded fucking freedom, uh, freedom for security, you deserve none, and you will have fucking none. You'll have neither, and you deserve fucking neither. And that's exactly what happened. Never forget what these assholes fucking did. I'm gonna throw some clips into the end of this episode. My goodness. Now let's look at the comments. Yankee forever. Maybe they need a different. Maybe they need different writers to begin with. Today's sitcoms, dramas, and family shows are the very worst I have seen in my lifetime. And everyone in Hollywood always wants more power and money. And the blue-collar working family is getting poorer and poorer, all because the Biden administration continues to spend money that we the people do not have. And most of Hollywood elites are your basic far-left rich progressive liberals who happen to be very rich. Bob in California, formerly <coughs> uh, Tenfley, New Jersey. I wonder if this means fuck Joe Biden joke writers are on strike won't make any difference even when he does not open his mouth brandon is always good for a laugh 
while just walking, climbing stairs, riding a bike, etc., etc. And Rick says, personally, the absence of late night talk shows is welcome. Thank you, is a welcome respite from the liberal messaging these shows generate. Hopefully, the writers will stay out long enough for America, for Americans to realize they do not need to watch propaganda that is just, uh, just passed off as entertainment. Absolutely, amen to that. That being said, I celebrate this. Great, I'm happy you're on strike. God bless you. May your strike never fucking end, and may none of these assholes ever return to work, and may all the bullshit grinding meters, all the propaganda devices, come to a fucking halt. And may the government follow suit and do an economic, made the government do a full government shutdown inspired by these brave men and women collectivizing and socializing in broad daylight. Again, you're in a protest that you're not making enough money in this dead economy that you advocated for. You wrote jokes for, you wrote lines for, you worked on shows that advocated for Joe Biden and his economic policies that have crashed the economy. Now you're complaining about your lack of income. You deserve it. You absolutely fucking deserve it. And if you're a good union worker, my condolences, man. You got conned. You should really look into the history of it. You can look into what you should and could be doing. You could be making a lot more money. You deserve a lot better than a fucking union. And if you're the average union Joe who's just all happy-go-lucky with the thumb up your ass about it, and you get mad when your income's fucked up, and your boss isn't paying you enough, and unions are taking a chunk of your money for dues, you're the clown. You're, you're giving up money to be part of a fucking boys club that does nothing for you other than take more and more of your money annually. Sorry. Sounds like bullshit to me. That being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. Everyone is James Madison. And just enjoy the break from all this. I'll catch y'all later. Deuce. The vaccine. said it couldn't get any longer. America is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. Early start. Brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front.
Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. This letter report brought to you by Pfizer. Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the Press data download brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet. Sponsored by Pfizer. Assume that free speech means the right to freely hurt people's feelings. Why would you use free speech to hurt someone when we can use free speech to bring people together? This is a time for true unity. What if free speech revealed that we are more united than they'd ever dare imagine? It's time to break free. Rumble. <laughs> 